Welcome to today's Triple Z. The Triple Z podcast is a daily program that you can use to help you fall asleep each night. Just turn down the volume, lay back, relax, and enjoy as you fall asleep. We saw that our podcast was topping the charts in Brazil. So we are going to read their Wikipedia entry. Let's learn about this interesting country in the dullest way possible. If you enjoy our program, please be sure to write us a review on your podcast platform and share us with a friend. You both might sleep just a little better at night. Our website is triple Z, that's three Z's dot media. You can also like and share our content on Facebook or our Instagram account ZZZ underscore media underscore podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by the Sleep Channel on Spotify. Brazil, officially the Federative Republic of Brazil, Portuguese, Republica Federativa do Brazil, is the largest country in South America and in Latin America. At 8.5 million square kilometers, 3,300,000 square miles, and with over 217 million people, Brazil is the world's fifth largest country by area and the seventh most populous. Its capital is Brasilia, and its most populous city is Sao Paulo. The federation is composed of the Union of the 26 States and the Federal District. It is the only country in the Americas to have Portuguese as an official language. It is one of the most multicultural and ethnically diverse nations due to over a century of mass immigration from around the world and the most populous Roman Catholic majority country. Bounded by the Atlantic Ocean on the east, Brazil has a coastline of 7,491 kilometers 4,655 miles. It borders all other countries and territories in South America except Ecuador and Chile and covers roughly half of the continent's land area. Its Amazon basin includes a vast tropical forest, home to diverse wildlife, a variety of ecological systems, and extensive natural resources spanning numerous protected habitats. This unique environmental heritage positions Brazil at number one of 17 megadiverse countries and is the subject of significant global interest as environmental degradation through processes like deforestation has direct impacts on global issues like climate change and biodiversity loss. The territory which would become known as Brazil was inhabited by numerous tribal nations prior to the landing in 1500 of explorer Pedro Álvares Cabral, who claimed the discovered land for the Portuguese Empire. Brazil remained a Portuguese colony until 1808 when the capital of the empire was transferred from Lisbon to Rio de Janeiro. In 1815, the colony was elevated to the rank of kingdom upon the formation of the United Kingdom of Portugal, Brazil, and the Algarves. Independence was achieved in 1822 with the creation of the Empire of Brazil, a unitary state governed under a constitutional monarchy and a parliamentary system. The ratification of the first constitution in 1824 led to the formation of a bicameral legislature, now called the National Congress. Slavery was abolished in 1888. The country became a presidential republic in 1889 following a military coup d'etat. An authoritarian military junta came to power in 1964 and ruled until 1985 after which civilian governance resumed. Brazil's current constitution, formulated in 1988, defines it as a democratic federal republic. Due to its rich culture and history, the country ranks 13th in the world by number of UNESCO World Heritage Sites. A major non-NATO ally of the United States, Brazil is a regional and middle power and is also classified as an emerging power. 
Categorized as developing country with a high human development index, Brazil is considered an advanced emerging economy, having the 12th largest GDP in the world by nominal and 9th by PPP measures, the largest in Latin America. As an upper-middle-income economy by the World Bank and a newly industrialized country, Brazil has the largest share of global wealth in South America and it is one of the world's major breadbaskets, being the largest producer of coffee for the last 150 years. However, the country retains noticeable corruption, crime and social inequality. Brazil is a founding member of the United Nations, the G20, BRICS, Mercosur, Organization of American States, Organization of Ibero-American States and the Community of Portuguese Language Countries. The word Brazil likely comes from the Portuguese word for Brazilwood, a tree that once grew plentifully along the Brazilian coast. In Portuguese, Brazilwood is called Pau Brasil, with the word Brazil commonly given the etymology read like an ember, formed from brasa, ember, and the suffix il, from iculum or ilium. As Brazilwood produces a deep red dye, it was highly valued by the European textile industry and was the earliest commercially exploited product from Brazil. Throughout the 16th century, massive amounts of Brazilwood were harvested by indigenous peoples, mostly Tupi, along the Brazilian coast, who sold the timber to European traders, mostly Portuguese, but also French, in return for assorted European consumer goods. The official Portuguese name of the land, in original Portuguese records, was the Land of the Holy Cross, Terra de Santa Cruz, but European sailors and merchants commonly called it the Land of Brazil, Terra do Brazil, because of the Brazilwood trade. The popular appellation eclipsed and eventually supplanted the official Portuguese name. Some early sailors called it the Land of Parrots. In the Guarani language, an official language of Paraguay, Brazil is called Pindorama. This was the name the indigenous population gave to the region, meaning land of the palm trees. Some of the earliest human remains found in the Americas, Lucia woman, were found in the area of Pedro Leopoldo, Minas Gerais and provide evidence of human habitation going back at least 11,000 years. The earliest pottery ever found in the Western Hemisphere was excavated in the Amazon Basin of Brazil and Rio Carbon dated to 8,000 years ago, 6000 BC. The pottery was found near Santorum and provides evidence that the tropical forest region supported a complex prehistoric culture. The Marajora culture flourished on Marajo in the Amazon Delta from AD 400 to 1400 developing sophisticated pottery, social stratification, large populations, mound building, and complex social formations such as chiefdoms. Around the time of the Portuguese arrival, the territory of current-day Brazil had an estimated indigenous population of 7 million people, mostly semi-nomadic, who subsisted on hunting, fishing, gathering, and migrant agriculture. The indigenous population of Brazil comprised several large indigenous ethnic groups, e.g., the Tupis, Guaranis, Gues, and Arawaks. The Tupi people were subdivided into the Tupiniquins and Tupinambas, and there were also many subdivisions of the other groups. Before the arrival of the Europeans, the boundaries between these groups and their subgroups were marked by wars that arose from differences in culture, language, and moral beliefs. These wars also involved large-scale military actions on land and water, with cannibalistic rituals on prisoners of war. While heredity had some weight, leadership was a status more won over time than assigned in succession ceremonies and conventions. Slavery among the indigenous groups had a different meaning than it had for Europeans since it originated from a diverse socio-economic organization in which asymmetries were translated into kinship relations.
Following the 1494 Treaty of Tordesillas, the land now called Brazil was claimed for the Portuguese Empire on April 22, 1500, with the arrival of the Portuguese fleet commanded by Pedro Álvarez Cabral. The Portuguese encountered indigenous peoples divided into several ethnic societies, most of whom spoke languages of the Tupi, Guarani family and fought among themselves. Though the first settlement was founded in 1532, colonization effectively began in 1534 when King John III of Portugal divided the territory into the 15 private and autonomous captaincy colonies of Brazil. However, the decentralized and unorganized tendencies of the captaincy colonies proved problematic and in 1549 the Portuguese king restructured them into the Governorate General of Brazil in the city of Salvador, which became the capital of a single and centralized Portuguese colony in South America. In the first two centuries of colonization, indigenous and European groups lived in constant war, establishing opportunistic alliances in order to gain advantages against each other. By the mid-16th century, cane sugar had become Brazil's most important export, while slaves purchased in sub-Saharan Africa in the slave market of Western Africa, not only those from Portuguese allies of their colonies in Angola and Mozambique, had become its largest import to cope with plantations of sugar cane due to increasing international demand for Brazilian sugar. Portuguese Brazil received more than 2.8 million slaves from Africa between the years of 1500 to 1800. By the end of the 17th century, sugarcane exports began to decline and the discovery of gold by Bandeirantes in the 1690s would become the new backbone of the colony's economy, fostering a Brazilian gold rush which attracted thousands of new settlers to Brazil from Portugal and all Portuguese colonies around the world. This increased level of immigration in turn caused some conflicts between newcomers and old settlers. Portuguese expeditions known as Bandeiras gradually expanded Brazil's original colonial frontiers in South America to its approximately current borders. In this era, other European powers tried to colonize parts of Brazil in incursions that the Portuguese had to fight, notably the French in Rio during the 1560s, in Murano during the 1610s, and the Dutch in Bahia and Pernambuco during the Dutch-Portuguese War after the end of Iberian Union. The Portuguese colonial administration in Brazil had two objectives that would ensure colonial order and the monopoly of Portugal's wealthiest and largest colony to keep under control and eradicate all forms of slave rebellion and resistance, such as the Colombo of Palmares, and to repress all movements for autonomy or independence, such as the Minas Conspiracy. In late 1807, Spanish and Napoleonic forces threatened the security of continental Portugal, causing Prince Regent Joao, in the name of Queen Maria I, to move the royal court from Lisbon to Rio de Janeiro. There they established some of Brazil's first financial institutions, such as its local stock exchanges and its national bank, additionally ending the Portuguese monopoly on Brazilian trade and opening Brazil to other nations. In 1809, in retaliation for being forced into exile, the Prince Regent ordered the Portuguese conquest of French Guiana. With the end of the Peninsular War in 1814, the courts of Europe demanded that Queen Maria I and Prince Regent Joao return to Portugal, deeming it unfit for the head of an ancient European monarchy to reside in a colony. In 1815, to justify continuing to live in Brazil, where the royal court had thrived for six years, the crown established the United Kingdom of Portugal, Brazil and the Algarves thus creating a pluricontinental transatlantic monarchic state. However, the leadership in Portugal, resentful of the new status of its larger colony, continued to demand the return of the court to Lisbon, see Liberal Revolution of 1820. 
1821, acceding to the demands of revolutionaries who had taken the city of Porto, Joao VI departed for Lisbon. There he swore an oath to the new constitution, leaving his son, Prince Pedro de Alcantara, as regent of the Kingdom of Brazil. Tensions between Portuguese and Brazilians increased and the Portuguese Cortes, guided by the new political regime imposed by the Liberal Revolution, tried to re-establish Brazil as a colony. The Brazilians refused to yield and Prince Pedro decided to stand with them, declaring the country's independence from Portugal on September 7, 1822. A month later, Prince Pedro was declared the first emperor of Brazil with the royal title of Dom Pedro I, resulting in the founding of the Empire of Brazil. The Brazilian War of Independence, which had already begun along this process, spread through the northern, northeastern regions and in Cisplatina province. The last Portuguese soldiers surrendered on March 8, 1824. Portugal officially recognized Brazilian independence on August 29, 1825. On April 7, 1831, worn down by years of administrative turmoil and political dissent with both liberal and conservative sides of politics, including an attempt of Republican secession and unreconciled to the way that absolutists in Portugal had given in the succession of King John VI, Pedro I went to Portugal to reclaim his daughter's crown after abdicating the Brazilian throne in favor of his five-year-old son and heir, who thus became the empire's second monarch with the royal title of Dom. Pedro II As the new emperor could not exert his constitutional powers until he came of age, a regency was set up by the National Assembly. In the absence of a charismatic figure who could represent a moderate face of power, during this period a series of localized rebellions took place, such as the Cabana Gem in Greopara province, the male revolt in Salvador de Bahia, the Baleada, Moreno, the Sabaneda, Bahia, and the Ragamuffin War, which began in Rio Grande do Sul and was supported by Giuseppe Garibaldi. These emerged from the dissatisfaction of the provinces with the central power, coupled with old and latent social tensions peculiar to a vast, slaveholding and newly independent nation-state. This period of internal political and social upheaval, which included the Praera Revolt in Pernambuco, was overcome only at the end of the 1840s, years after the end of the Regency, which occurred with the premature coronation of Pedro II in 1841. During the last phase of the monarchy, internal political debate centered on the issue of slavery. The Atlantic slave trade was abandoned in 1850 as a result of the British Aberdeen Act, but only in the 1888 after a long process of internal mobilization and debate for an ethical and legal dismantling of slavery in the country, was the institution formally abolished with the approval of the Golden Law. The foreign affairs policies of the monarchy dealt with issues with the countries of the Southern Cone with whom Brazil had borders. Long after the Cisplatine War that resulted in the independence of Uruguay, Brazil won three international wars during the 58-year reign of Pedro II. These were the Platine War, the Uruguayan War and the devastating Paraguayan War, the largest war effort in Brazilian history. Although there was no desire among the majority of Brazilians to change the country's form of government on November 15, 1889, in disagreement with the majority of the Imperial Army officers as well as with rural and financial elites, for different reasons, the monarchy was overthrown by a military coup. A few days later, the national flag was replaced with a new design that included the national motto Ordemi Progresso influenced by positivism. November 15th is now Republic Day, a national holiday. The early Republican government was nothing more than a military dictatorship, with the army dominating affairs both in Rio de Janeiro and in the states. 
freedom of the press disappeared and elections were controlled by those in power. Not until 1894, following an economic crisis and a military one, did civilians take power, remaining there until October 1930. If in relation to its foreign policy, the country in this first Republican period maintained a relative balance characterized by a success in resolving border disputes with neighboring countries only broken by the Acre War 1899-1902 and its involvement in World War I 1914-1918 followed by a failed attempt to exert a prominent role in the League of Nations internally from the crisis of Insilimento and the Armada revolts a prolonged cycle of financial, political, and social instability began until the 1920s, keeping the country besieged by various rebellions, both civilian and military. Little by little, a cycle of general instability sparked by these crises undermined the regime to such an extent that in the wake of the murder of his running mate, the defeated opposition presidential candidate Cachulio Vargas, supported by most of the military, successfully led the revolution of 1930. Vargas and the military were supposed to assume power temporarily, but instead closed down Congress, extinguished the Constitution, ruled with emergency powers and replaced the state's governors with his own supporters. In the 1930s, three failed attempts to remove Vargas and his supporters from power occurred. The first was the Constitutionalist Revolution in 1932, led by the Paulista oligarchy. The second was a communist uprising in November 1935, and the last one a putsch attempt by local fascists in May 1938. The 1935 uprising created a security crisis in which Congress transferred more power to the executive branch. The 1937 coup d'etat resulted in the cancellation of the 1938 election and formalized Vargas as dictator, beginning the Estado Novo era. During this period, government brutality and censorship of the press increased. Throughout World War II, Brazil remained neutral until August 1942 Brazil suffered retaliation by Nazi Germany and fascist Italy in a strategic dispute over the South Atlantic and, therefore, entered on the Allied side. In addition to its participation in the Battle of the Atlantic, Brazil also sent an expeditionary force to fight in the Italian campaign. With the Allied victory in 1945 and the end of the fascist regimes in Europe, Vargas's position became unsustainable and he was swiftly overthrown in another military coup, with democracy reinstated by the same army that had ended it 15 years earlier. Vargas committed suicide in August 1954 amid a political crisis after having returned to power by election in 1950. Several brief interim governments followed Vargas's suicide. Jesselino Kubitschek became president in 1956 and assumed a conciliatory posture towards the political opposition that allowed him to govern without major crises. The economy and industrial sector grew remarkably, but his greatest achievement was the construction of the new capital city of Brasilia, inaugurated in 1960. Kubitschek's successor, Genio Quadrush, resigned in 1961 less than a year after taking office. His vice president, Joao Goulart, assumed the presidency but aroused strong political opposition and was deposed in April 1964 by a coup that resulted in a military dictatorship. The new regime was intended to be transitory but gradually closed in on itself and became a full dictatorship with the promulgation of the Fifth Institutional Act in 1968. Oppression was not limited to those who resorted to guerrilla tactics to fight the regime but also reached institutional opponents, artists, journalists and other members of civil society inside and outside the country through the infamous Operation Condor. 
like other brutal authoritarian regimes, due to an economic boom, known as an economic miracle, the regime reached a peak in popularity in the early 1970s. Slowly, however, the wear and tear of years of dictatorial power that had not slowed the repression even after the defeat of the leftist guerrillas, plus the inability to deal with the economic crises of the period and popular pressure, made an opening policy inevitable, which from the regime side was led by Generals Ernesto Geisel and Galbri Ducuto e Silva. With the enactment of the amnesty law in 1979, Brazil began a slow return to democracy, which was completed during the 1980s. Civilians returned to power in 1985 when Jose Sarney assumed the presidency. He became unpopular during his tenure through failure to control the economic crisis and hyperinflation he inherited from the military regime. Sarney's unsuccessful government led to the election in 1989 of the almost unknown Fernando Color, subsequently impeached by the National Congress in 1992. Color was succeeded by his vice president, Itamar Franco, who appointed Fernando Enrique Cardoso Minister of Finance. In 1994, Cardoso produced a highly successful Plano Real that, after decades of failed economic plans made by previous governments attempting to curb hyperinflation, finally stabilized the Brazilian economy. Cardoso won the 1994 election and again in 1998. The peaceful transition of power from Cardoso to his main opposition leader, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, elected in 2002 and re-elected in 2006, was seen as proof that Brazil had achieved a long-sought political stability. However, sparked by indignation and frustrations accumulated over decades from corruption, police brutality, inefficiencies of the political establishment and public service, numerous peaceful protests erupted in Brazil from the middle of first term of Dilma Rousseff, who had succeeded Lula after winning election in 2010 and again in 2014 by narrow margins. Rousseff was impeached by the Brazilian Congress in 2016, halfway into her second term, and replaced by her vice president Michel Temer, who assumed full presidential powers after Rousseff's impeachment was accepted on August 31st. Large street protests for and against her took place during the impeachment process. The charges against her were fueled by political and economic crises along with evidence of involvement with politicians from all the primary political parties and several bribery and tax evasion schemes. In 2017, the Supreme Court requested the investigation of 71 Brazilian lawmakers and nine ministers of President Michel Temer's cabinet who were allegedly linked to the Petrobras corruption scandal. President Temer himself was also accused of corruption. According to a 2018 poll, 62% of the population said that corruption was Brazil's biggest problem. In the fiercely disputed 2018 elections, the controversial conservative candidate Jair Bolsonaro of the Social Liberal Party PSL, was elected president, winning in the second round Fernando Haddad of the Workers' Party PT, with the support of 55.13% of the valid votes. In the early 2020s, Brazil became one of the hardest hit countries during the COVID-19 pandemic receiving the second-highest death toll worldwide after the United States. Experts have largely blamed the situation on the leadership of President Bolsonaro, who throughout the pandemic has repeatedly downplayed the threat of COVID-19 and dissuaded states and cities from enforcing quarantine measures, prioritizing the nation's economy. Brazil occupies a large area along the eastern coast of South America and includes much of the continent's interior, sharing land borders with Uruguay to the south, Argentina and Paraguay to the southwest, Bolivia and Peru to the west, Colombia to the northwest, and Venezuela, Guyana, Suriname and France, French overseas region of French Guiana, 
to the north. It shares a border with every South American country except Ecuador and Chile. It also encompasses a number of oceanic archipelagos such as Fernando de Nerona, Rocas Atoll, St. Peter and Paul Rocks, and Trindade and Martin Vos. Its size, relief, climate, and natural resources make Brazil geographically diverse. Including its Atlantic islands, Brazil lies between latitudes 6 degrees north and 34 degrees south and longitudes 28 degrees and 74 degrees west. Brazil is the fifth largest country in the world and third largest in the Americas with a total area of 8,515,767.049 square kilometers, 3,287,956 square miles, including 55,455 square kilometers, 21,411 square miles of water. Brazil is also the longest country in the world, spanning 4,395 kilometers, 2,731 miles, from north to south, and the only country in the world that has the equator and the Tropic of Capricorn running through it. It spans four time zones, from UTC-5, comprising the state of Acre and the westernmost portion of Amazonas, to UTC-4 in the western states, to UTC-3 in the eastern states, the national time, and UTC-2 in the Atlantic Islands. Brazilian topography is also diverse and includes hills, mountains, plains, highlands, and scrublands. Much of the terrain lies between 200 meters, 660 feet, and 800 meters, 2,600 feet, in elevation. The main upland area occupies most of the southern half of the country. The northwestern parts of the plateau consist of broad, rolling terrain broken by low, rounded hills. The southeastern section is more rugged, with a complex mass of ridges and mountain ranges reaching elevations of up to 1,200 meters, 3,900 feet. These ranges include the Manticuera and Espinhaco Mountains and the Serra do March. In the north, the Guiana Highlands form a major drainage divide, separating rivers that flow south into the Amazon Basin from rivers that empty into the Orinoco River system in Venezuela to the north. The highest point in Brazil is the Pico de Neblina at 2,994 meters, 9,823 feet, and the lowest is the Atlantic Ocean. Brazil has a dense and complex system of rivers, one of the world's most extensive, with eight major drainage basins, all of which drain into the Atlantic. Major rivers include the Amazon, the world's second longest river and the largest in terms of volume of water, the Piranha and its major tributary the Iguazu, which includes the Iguazu Falls, the Negro, São Francisco, Xingu, Madeira and Tapajos rivers. The climate of Brazil comprises a wide range of weather conditions across a large area and varied topography, but most of the country is tropical. According to the Köppen system, Brazil hosts six major climatic subtypes, desert, equatorial, tropical, semi-arid, oceanic, and subtropical. The different climatic conditions produce environments ranging from equatorial rainforests in the north and semi-arid deserts in the northeast to temperate coniferous forests in the south and tropical savannas in central Brazil. Many regions have starkly different microclimates. An equatorial climate characterizes much of northern Brazil. There is no real dry season, but there are some variations in the period of the year when most rain falls. Temperatures average 25 degrees Celsius, 77 degrees Fahrenheit, with more significant temperature variation between night and day than between seasons. Over central Brazil rainfall is more seasonal, characteristic of a savanna climate. 
This region is as extensive as the Amazon basin but has a very different climate as it lies farther south at a higher altitude. In the interior northeast, seasonal rainfall is even more extreme. The semi-arid climatic region generally receives less than 800 millimeters, 31.5 in, of rain, most of which generally falls in a period of three to five months of the year and occasionally less than this, creating long periods of drought. Brazil's 1877-78 Grande Seca, Great Drought, the worst in Brazil's history, caused approximately half a million deaths. A similarly devastating drought occurred in 1915. South of Bahia, near the coasts, and more southerly most of the state of Sao Paulo, the distribution of rainfall changes, with rain falling throughout the year. The south enjoys subtropical conditions, with cool winters and average annual temperatures not exceeding 18 degrees Celsius 64.4 degrees Fahrenheit, winter frosts and snowfall are not rare in the highest areas. In 2020, the government of Brazil pledged to reduce its annual greenhouse gases emissions by 43% by 2030. It also set as indicative target of reaching carbon neutrality by 2060 if the country gets $10 billion per year. The wildlife of Brazil comprises all naturally occurring animals, plants, and fungi in the South American country. Home to 60% of the Amazon rainforest, which accounts for approximately one-tenth of all species in the world, Brazil is considered to have the greatest biodiversity of any country on the planet, containing over 70% of all animal and plant species catalogued. It has the most known species of plants, 55,000, freshwater fish, 3,000, and mammals, over 689. It also ranks third on the list of countries with the most bird species, 1,832 and second with the most reptile species, 744. The number of fungal species is unknown but is large. Brazil is second only to Indonesia as the country with the most endemic species. Brazil's large territory comprises different ecosystems such as the Amazon rainforest recognized as having the greatest biological diversity in the world with the Atlantic Forest and the Cerrado, sustaining the greatest biodiversity. In the south, the Araucaria moist forests grow under temperate conditions. The rich wildlife of Brazil reflects the variety of natural habitats. Scientists estimate that the total number of plant and animal species in Brazil could approach 4 million, mostly invertebrates. Larger mammals include carnivores pumas, jaguars, ocelots, rare bush dogs, and foxes, and herbivores peccaries, tapirs, anteaters, sloths, possums, and armadillos. Deer are plentiful in the south, and many species of New World monkeys are found in the northern rainforests. More than one-fifth of the Amazon rainforest in Brazil has been completely destroyed and more than 70 mammals are endangered. The threat of extinction comes from several sources, including deforestation and poaching. Extinction is even more problematic in the Atlantic forest, where nearly 93% of the forest has been cleared. Of the 202 endangered animals in Brazil, 171 are in the Atlantic forest. The Amazon rainforest has been under direct threat of deforestation since the 1970s because of rapid economic and demographic expansion. Extensive legal and illegal logging destroy forests the size of a small country per year and with it a diverse series of species through habitat destruction and habitat fragmentation. Since 1970, over 600,000 square kilometers, 230,000 square miles of the Amazon rainforest have been cleared by logging. 
By 2013, however, Brazil's dramatic policy-driven reduction in Amazon Basin deforestation was of global exception in terms of forest change, according to scientific journal Science. 852 from 2003 to 2011, compared to all other countries in the world, Brazil had the largest decline in annual forest loss, as indicated in the study using high-resolution satellite maps showing global forest cover changes, 850 reversing widespread deforestation from the 1970s to 2003. 852 in 2017, preserved native vegetation occupies 61% of the Brazilian territory. Agriculture occupied only 8% of the national territory and pastures 19.7%. In terms of comparison, in 2019, although 43% of the entire European continent has forests, only 3% of the total forest area in Europe is of native forest. Brazil has a strong interest in conservation as its agriculture sector directly depends on its forests. The form of government is a democratic federative republic with a presidential system. The president is both head of state and head of government of the union and is elected for a four-year term with the possibility of re-election for a second successive term. The current president is Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. The president appoints the ministers of state who assist in government. Legislative houses in each political entity are the main source of law in Brazil. The National Congress is the Federation's bicameral legislature, consisting of the Chamber of Deputies and the Federal Senate. Judiciary authorities exercise jurisdictional duties almost exclusively. In 2021, the Economist Intelligence Unit's Democracy Index categorized Brazil as a flawed democracy, ranking 46th in the report, and Freedom House classified it as a free country at Freedom in the World Report. The political administrative organization of the Federative Republic of Brazil comprises the Union, the States, the Federal District, and the Municipalities. The Union, the States, the Federal District, and the Municipalities are the spheres of government. The Federation is set on five fundamental principles, sovereignty, citizenship, dignity of human beings, the social values of labor and freedom of enterprise, and political pluralism. The classic tripartite branches of government, executive, legislative, and judicial under a checks and balances system are formally established by the Constitution. The executive and legislative are organized independently in all three spheres of government, while the judiciary is organized only at the federal and state and federal district spheres. All members of the executive and legislative branches are directly elected. For most of its democratic history, Brazil has had a multi-party system with proportional representation. Voting is compulsory for the literate between 18 and 70 years old and optional for illiterates and those between 16 and 18 or beyond 70. The country has more than 40 active political parties. 15 political parties are represented in Congress. It is common for politicians to switch parties and thus the proportion of congressional seats held by particular parties changes regularly. Brazilian law is based on the civil law legal system and civil law concepts prevail over common law practice. Most of Brazilian law is codified, although non-codified statutes also represent a substantial part, playing a complementary role. Court decisions set out interpretive guidelines, however, they are seldom binding on other specific cases. Doctrinal works and the works of academic jurists have strong influence in law creation and in law cases. 
judges and other judicial officials are appointed after passing entry exams. The legal system is based on the federal constitution promulgated on October 5, 1988 and the fundamental law of Brazil. All other legislation and court decisions must conform to its rules. As of July 2022, there have been 124 amendments. States have their own constitutions, which must not contradict the federal constitution. Municipalities and the federal district have organic laws, les organicas, which act in a similar way to constitutions. Legislative entities are the main source of statutes, although in certain matters judiciary and executive bodies may enact legal norms. Jurisdiction is administered by the judiciary entities, although in rare situations the federal constitution allows the federal senate to pass on legal judgments. There are also specialized military, labor, and electoral courts. The highest court is the Supreme Federal Court. This system has been criticized over the last few decades for the slow pace of decision-making. Lawsuits on appeal may take several years to resolve and in some cases more than a decade elapses before definitive rulings. Nevertheless, the Supreme Federal Tribunal was the first court in the world to transmit its sessions on television and also via YouTube. In December 2009, the Supreme Court adopted Twitter to display items on the day planner of the ministers to inform the daily actions of the court and the most important decisions made by them. The armed forces of Brazil are the largest in Latin America by active personnel and the largest in terms of military equipment. The country was considered the ninth largest military power on the planet in 2021. It consists of the Brazilian Army, including the Army Aviation Command, the Brazilian Navy, including the Marine Corps and Naval Aviation, and the Brazilian Air Force. Brazil's conscription policy gives it one of the world's largest military forces estimated at more than 1.6 million reservists annually. Numbering close to 236,000 active personnel, the Brazilian Army has the largest number of armored vehicles in South America, including armored transports and tanks. It is also unique in Latin America for its large, elite forces specializing in unconventional missions, the Brazilian Special Operations Command, and the versatile Strategic Rapid Action Force, made up of highly mobilized and prepared Special Operations Brigade, Infantry Brigade Parachutist, 1st Jungle Infantry Battalion, Airmobile, and 12th Brigade Light Infantry, Airmobile, able to act anywhere in the country, on short notice, to counter external aggression. The state's military police and the military firefighters corps are described as an ancillary forces of the army by the constitution but are under the control of each state's governor. Brazil's navy once operated some of the most powerful warships in the world with the two minus Garris class dreadnoughts sparking a naval arms race between Argentina, Brazil, and Chile. Today. It is a green water force and has a group of specialized elite in retaking ships and naval facilities, Grumec, units specially trained to protect Brazilian oil platforms along its coast. As of 2022, it is the only navy in Latin America that operates an aircraft carrier, NEM Atlantico, and one of 12 navies in the world to operate or have one under construction. The Air Force is the largest in Latin America and has about 700 crewed aircraft in service and effective about 67,000 personnel. Brazil has not been invaded since 1865 during the Paraguayan War. Additionally, Brazil has no contested territorial disputes with any of its neighbors and neither does it have rivalries, such as that between Chile and Bolivia. 
the Brazilian military has also three times intervened militarily to overthrow the Brazilian government. It has built a tradition of participating in UN peacekeeping missions such as in Haiti, East Timor and Central African Republic. Brazil's international relations are based on Article 4 of the Federal Constitution which establishes non-intervention, self-determination, international cooperation and the peaceful settlement of conflicts as the guiding principles of Brazil's relationship with other countries and multilateral organizations. According to the Constitution, the President has ultimate authority over foreign policy while the Congress is tasked with reviewing and considering all diplomatic nominations and international treaties as well as legislation relating to Brazilian foreign policy. Brazil's foreign policy is a byproduct of the country's position as a regional power in Latin America, a leader among developing countries and an emerging world power. Brazilian foreign policy has generally been based on the principles of multilateralism, peaceful dispute settlement, and non-intervention in the affairs of other countries. Brazil is a founding member state of the Community of Portuguese Language Countries CPLP, also known as the Lisiform Commonwealth, an international organization and political association of Lisiform nations across four continents where Portuguese is an official language. An increasingly well-developed tool of Brazil's foreign policy is providing aid as a donor to other developing countries. Brazil does not just use its growing economic strength to provide financial aid, but it also provides high levels of expertise and most importantly of all, a quiet non-confrontational diplomacy to improve governance levels. Total aid is estimated to be around $1 billion per year, which includes. In addition, Brazil already managed a peacekeeping mission in Haiti, $350 million, and mixing kind contributions to the World Food Program, $300 million. This is in addition to humanitarian assistance and contributions to multilateral development agencies. The scale of this aid places it on par with China and India. The Brazilian South-South aid has been described as a global model in waiting.